two. What's up? Shout out to all the Carewest crew. We are out of uh, Mercury's retrograde. Our, we're in like a shadow period, they say. I'm still burning down bridges. <laughs> yes, you are. I happen to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all right. It seems seemingly very flammable. Okay, so how was your up to now? How was your um, since we last saw you? All right, so the week has been interesting. Okay. We we have been doing a lot um, from last week. Last week, um, and even the week before, I had laryngitis, which turned into laryngitis, which did an air infection. Okay. And then my nasal passages Mm -hmm. got um, infected. And I was doing a lot of coughing until um, we got to today. Today, now I just have everything's trying to flush out the last of the last. So it's good that I'm coming out of it now. Went to, um, was able, I felt well enough to do a few things, cleaned up my basement. Okay, nice. Which is great for all those who know about basement renovations it gets dirty and dusty down there Mm -hmm. so in the last little bits we have a little bit of painting a little bit of stuff and then 10 years of waiting for basement to be done will be over also congratulations on getting to the end of a project that is like mondo mondo dude like having a goal and getting to end of that goal shoot especially 10 years (laughs) of waiting for the basement to be done agreed Congratulations. That's wonderful. Yes. So I appreciate that because it was tough. Yeah. It's like doing an advanced degree and a postdoctorate. Yeah. (laughs) So. I know it feels good. We had that. Um, I felt well enough to do the jam down reggae salute this Sunday. Did you go to Heritage Days? I, neither did I. So we both miss Heritage Day. <coughs> I just Sorry. found out that there was an Australian booth. Yeah, and there was kangaroo served there. I was told it was very dry. I would expect kangaroo to be quite gamey anyway. Because they're um, very muscular creatures. I don't know how I feel about the eating of kangaroo. Apparently in um, Australia, they're like everywhere. Yeah. So it's like cattle, essentially. They don't look at it much different. So are butterflies um, <laughs> and moths, but I don't eat those either. Moths are essentially flying dust. <laughs> so no, you don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really uh, eat any of those things. I, I didn't even know there was an Australian pavilion. If I'm honest, uh, you know, every year I go, I try to go to a different pavilion, whether it be some East Asian. Pavilion. I try to try something uh, new and different. No, <laughs> I do cautiously it. I do it. different. <laughs> I've got a lot of allergies, people. You know this. Okay. I got a lot of allergies. For those of you who don't know this, I have allergies to everything. Literally everything. Um. So it is 
tough for me to try new things. Mm-hmm. So when I go there, I try it's to like find life things. threatening at any moment you could go. <laughs> I try to find their version of something that I already eat. So if it's a burger, I try to eat their version of that burger. Dang. <clears throat> if it's like a pasta, I try to eat their version of that pasta. Okay. Okay, I see it. I can see that. Well, we did, I did not go either to Heritage Days. Maybe next year I'll go now that I know that there's a weird food thing going on there. Because, I, you know, I like the weird food. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, the Jam Down Reggae Salute was a time. I had a fantastic time. I really needed it. Like, it was, like, good for my soul. And it was... My favorite, favorite, favorite of all time reggae artist, Queen Africa, and um, <clears throat> Tony Rebel, and Charlie Black. Fresh vegetable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And the star of the whole show. Charlie Black. No, the star of the whole show, sir, was Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. Tony Rebel's side. He's his stage manager, I think. Sidekick, wingman, stage manager. He came from the airport, landed, came straight to the thing. Took off he his said, shoes. He said, "What do I? What do you need me to do?" And um, uh, Tony Rebel's daughter Ishioni said, "Stage manager." And he took off his shoes and, and went to it. work. And he was really good, very professional. His his swag was awesome. Um, I said, man, you're good at what you do. And he was like, you think so? I said, yeah. He's the, he, he wins the award for the crush of the week. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's the crush of the week He had swag. I'm not going to lie. He had swag. Mm-hmm. And beautiful yeah. locks. <clears throat> he did have locks. Very, very nice locks. Yeah. So, um, But it was so good. Um, Tony Rebel had so much energy. And people, I've seen him perform a number of times. This was certainly the best time, I would say, um, myself. And people were like, people were surprised that they didn't realize his vocal range. He's really good. He's like quite a talented singer, actually. <clears throat> yeah, he amazing singer. singer. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things that uh, got me with him was the fact that it was a funny story for the night. He grabbed a young lady from the crowd, brought her up on stage, and started singing to her, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he swooned her like a lot of artists do mm-hmm. in singing. But what was funny about it was he her... He Barris, tempted to touch. Mm-hmm. And, and, and his, her boyfriend was in the crowd watching the whole thing. You could see him sit there like, I don't know how I feel. And he hugged her up the whole time the, after. The whole time. He didn't the, even let go over. The boyfriend took her back. Had that choke. But he had her. He had her there. Yeah. It was great. He would not let go. And then, yeah, it was good. It, it was great. So it was a great uh, show to watch. We I, had quite a few people I out. I got to take a picture with Queen Ifrika. Queen Ifrika took a picture with you. Yeah. Which is on the Black Multiverse Theory Instagram, right? No, I didn't put it on there. Where'd you put it? On my own. That girl you should know. But I'll put it up there on Black Multiverse. Okay. So yeah. it's up on the it's up on that girl you should know. You should it check was it super out. cool because she saw me and she's like, I know you. Come over here. The great part about her performance for me 
was she was having trouble because the DJ was he, oh that was stellar. He, he, he was pretty good. Uh, shout out to Hard Rock um, DJ. I think it was somebody crew. Yeah. So, so there was quite a few people, and he was like, "Man, I think I'm." She said, "I think I've intimidated the, the DJ. Yeah. Uh, I might have to take over this thing." And then she didn't do anything at first, but and then, then she he, jumped on. She ended up jumping on and doing DJ her, her own set. <laughs> DJ part of her set, <laughs> which was funny. True part of her set, but he jumped in as a hype man immediately, hyped the whole thing up. It was excellent. No, Uncle Neil, I did not get any photos of myself in the in the atmosphere. I should have taken pictures, sorry. I had a whole charged cam in here. It's definitely my fault. <clears throat> but I fought through that, sore throat and everything, fought through it and got, got, her done. got her done. So it was good. I emceed that event and hosted it. Um, a lot of people feel different ways about it, <laughs> but it was really good. I had a great time. Um, the sound was good. The bands were good. The, ba- the performances were, good. were quite good leading up to it. I only got one complaint from the band, and that's they couldn't hear themselves. Oh, um, I thought you were talking about Ryan. Like, but, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. that. On the table. I, we could leave that band out. That was a good one, though. Yeah. It was funny. So, yeah, that's it. So, that happened um, th- this last weekend. Sunday, uh huh. So other than that, I've just been prepping for Jab Jab, which jab, is, jab. Uh, and and we've been prepping for the kids area that we have coming up this week. The children's culture zone, the kids zone. Over. <laughs> Uncle Neil said, "Buddy, these people are iconic." <laughs> <laughs> you get a but, chance to take a picture with um, Tony Rebel. Uh, it's too bad, Neil. Your uh, own family would have freaked out. <laughs> honestly and truly. Um, Tony Rebel is iconic. I mean, yeah. for doing the Rebel salute, I said to the people, I was trying to give a breakdown of, of what Everything. he did. Yeah. And they didn't give me really a bio to work off. So I and it was going off the internet and pulling up his bio because his full bio is, is, is epic. He's yeah. done songs with Queen Latifah. Yeah. He's done all types of songs. And uh, he's iconic as, as starting and the founder of uh, Rebel, Rebel Salute. Salute. Yeah. So when I said they... And it's they, his birthday party. They, well, they changed the date of Rebel Salute to his birthday party. And I said they changed it. Um, our boy Ryan was like, boy, he's the boss of Rebel He's a Rebel Salute boss. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he's the boss. And he just looked at me with this look of disappointment <laughs> that I didn't say that. I was like... And it was funny, but I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And it brought me back to the age old. Um, there was a couple bands that did a couple Calypso um, tracks and Soka tracks. Um, and then there were bands that, you know, did the Rakas reggae. I should have called you, Neil. <laughs> a couple reggae tracks. And you look at the age old debate of how people feel about music and how they feel about soca or calypso versus reggae. And you saw it there. It was very evident that this crowd came to, to the jam down reggae salute for they When they reggae. were not there for soca. They huh? were not there for soca. But Charlie Black, They're to be honest with calypso. you, I mean, I guess he's reggae, but he got to be Jamaican soca, if anyone was to ask me, because I know those songs from the road. He's crossover. 
Yeah, I guess so. He's what we would call a crossover artist. Because right now you have more artists delving from reggae. reggae dancehall. Which too. is now dancehall. So reggae, dancehall. Mm-hmm. Is, and, just and you have Calypso Soca, right? Right, right, right. So you have these people merging together, doing all these tracks. So it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Actually pretty good to actually to, to watch. So I... I enjoyed it. Uh, um, the whole night was was hilarious. Mm-hmm. You got to see the regular stuff. There was a lot of food. Um, shout out to all the food vendors and all the people that were there. I had the jerk chicken poutine from jerk chicken poutine. From I want to know. Grill. I want to know how people who would try a jerk chicken poutine. Has anybody tried it the jerk really chicken good. poutine? They made online? their own like gravy. So the gravy was like Jamaicany. Mm. Yeah, and then the jerk chicken was good. It was nice, thick, chunky fries. It was good stuff. And they used the um, proper cheese. What kind of cheese they use? They use curds, curds. They use cheese curds. Cheese curds. Do you think they put ginger in it? In in the in the thing because Jamaicans love, love ginger. ginger. <laughs> they put ginger, love ginger everything. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I will also eat this patty while I wait for. The- <laughs> A lot of bad decisions I made that day, but the patties were crispy and delicious as well. And I heard, mm-hmm. though I didn't have any, that um, Sunset Reggae Kitchen had the cow foot unlock. The cow foot people were talking about. You saw people. Yeah, they were they're like the cow foot. <laughs> <laughs> they had they the bone in their mouth. Of meat. It's true. They were it's having true. a great time. And who else with the they cow have? foot? Yeah, a lot of um, yeah local vendors. Yo, the cow foot was on point. Did you good. have? I did not. But watching people eat it made me hungry. <laughs> Thinking about somebody eating it right now just made my mouth water. Here's the th- here's the thing about it could it could. Here's the thing about me and MC, and, and this is the, the the this is you know everybody has their thing. Some people they 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 need to have a glass of water or time of meditation, or they have to. Have, I cannot eat before. A show. I can't. It doesn't matter what kind oh, of show it is. And then you don't want any belly tummy surprises either. I don't know about you. <laughs> and that's the thing. I try not to have. I try to avoid eating at certain times because my stomach will be like, "You thought you were doing what?" I, and I get nervous like everybody else. I love to have fun on stage, but I get nervous like everybody else, mm-hmm. and it gets a little bit dicey. When it comes down to eating food. I feel you. So, I don't n- normally eat. What I will do is I'll drink. I will drink um, normally a, a Monster, some water. Um, I don't have anything warm to drink because that just brings up the gas <laughs> during the set. Be I like, thought you were going to say something about how warmth in your vocal folds or something mm-hmm. technical. You're like, nope, nope. use that gas again. <laughs> bring, that, that's what I don't want. I don't want to be up there. Flatulent up, up on the stage. Okay. Right? Okay. It bothers me. Or in the bathroom, and then, which has happened before, I've been in the bathroom, they're like, like where's the MC? They asked that three times during the show, and I was right next to them. You're like, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm right here. Security kept pushing me. You MC, get past the line. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm the MC. I need to be Security on this side. Security had their own reason. <laughs> I need to be on this side of the line. And they're like, no, get past the line. Where's the MC? And I'm like, see, 
And that happened to be three times during the show. One time I was like, let me get out of your way. They were like, you, get on the other (laughs) side of this fence. I'm like, no, I'm supposed to be. (laughs) It was good. But it was was an awesome event. I enjoyed it. Big up to security, though, for serious. They were on it. Yo, arm's length security was. Is that who it was? Arm's arms length? Arm's length security. (laughs) I watched a bad shirt as the bad was keeping me at arm's length. (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie. They were on point, 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 point. If I had to hire security for an event like that, I would hire them again. That security was our biggity point. Tanya's over here. Tanya couldn't even come say hi to us. They were like, hi, you didn't have to leave. She's like, yeah, I'll go in a minute. Before she could put her head back down, the next guy was coming over now. The serious one. The arms leg security was... They held it down. They held it down. They had this one spot that people thought was the weak spot because there were two ladies there. Right. Oh, no. That spot, as soon as somebody would... As soon as somebody wouldn't move past the gate, she'd be like, yo. Excuse me. This guy right here. And there would be like two guys. Right away. Moving. Even my man, my homeboy on keys... Who was there? They sent him all oh, the way back. around. So, oh, so you know, it is it is what it is. No, they did it, a great job. The sound was good. The, the sound energy was good. Was good. The stage was good. management um, was excellent, and the MC was excellent. You guys kept it. It was a tight show. Thank you, but I I always have issues with, with, with my MC. I'm always trying to. Of course, better. you can I, get better. Now, but. now I'm thinking about all the things I could have done differently through okay. it. But in my defense, there's no need to defend. I was only supposed to do four hours at the end. What we should do is videotape your your and MCing. I, I literally did twelve hours, and then you could rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, friends. I literally got there at eleven o'clock and left at eleven o'clock. Oh. But it is what it is. You made it. I had a great time. time. It was a good time. It didn't feel like that. I I got there, I think, maybe around four. Maybe three, I think. But it was was great. I had a fantastic time. It was good. It was really good. It was the highlight. And what else do we have now? What? You said and. I was going to say the next one is coming up. Luciana's coming. Ah, Luciana next, next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next, next. Well, not this week, but next week we next week? we have um, the reggae fest. Reggae jamboree. Jamboree. Yeah, and that's with Luciano and Sham. Luciano Sham is going to be there. Who else? There's a couple of people who are coming. Yeah. So th- that's another one. I'm not performing at that one, and I'm not emceeing that one. I'm only doing. The plumbing, the plumbing work in the water for that and the drainage to make sure that the show goes well. So, um, I've been there laying on a blanket eating some jerk chicken. Today, today, Epcor, I went to go get a hydrant permit so that I can run the water from the hydrant. Mm -hmm. This black guy came out from the back. He said, Listen, I'm not giving you this permit unless you get me tickets to the show. Are you serious? Wow. I said, I, I said really? I said, hey, man, I, I'm just the plumber. Like, I don't even have tickets. I got my plumb from the outside. I, I got I got to bring the water in from the outside, buy a ticket to get in to, to hook it up. <laughs> it's tight. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. tight. So that's where we're at with that. Um, 
Um, this week is Kara West, as we Kara talked about. Yeah, I guess we're, we're going. Ready for I guess we're going over what's going on in the week right now. Maybe we should just move it here. It's a good spot. We could do bet. We could do it once at the front and once at the end. Maybe just uh, as a reminder. Just a quick go over in the end. Yeah. So, um, Kara West is going to be big and bad this year. So jab jab. We have the helmets uh, done. The pants. Aphrodisiac has done the best, the works. So the outfits are are looking like they are set up. The helmets are off the chain. Um, you have a lot of stuff happening for the road. Yeah. We have DJ Gel. DJ Gel will be there. We have also DJ Soka Sweetness. DJ Soka Sweetness. We'll be on mic on the road. We'll be on the mic. What we also we have we have breakfast if you manage to get there early. What do you have for breakfast? We have um, Guyanese float, which is saltfish and Guyanese float, saltfish and bake. So it's saltfish inside the bread. Not bacon saltfish, it's saltfish and bake people. Relax. Don't don't get twisted. <laughs> don't get twisted, people. Saltfish and bake you need to have. <laughs> In any case, so we'll have float for breakfast and doubles for lunch. Doubles is on point. I love doubles. So, um, yeah, I think people are pretty excited. The The group is, like, pinging up now. Jell just sent us a 30-minute songs to know for the road, a bunch of hype-up, hype-up songs. So um, I'll probably have that up at some point this evening. Hopefully, by the time you wake up in the morning, you'll have a 32-minute mix there on your timeline. But, um, yeah, we're in the way. We're on the way. We got Mocha Jumbies. We got some a uh, few of my friends who happen to also play football. Um, okay, are going to be there with us on the road. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So you have that um, NBCC um, on our part. It will be doing the children's zone. Um, we have lots of different sponsors with us. Uh, Sickle Cell Research um, Canada will be also there. The Sickle Cell people will be there um, because for the first time um, in decades, we they have now got the research where they can detect the sickle cell traits mm-hmm. in young Children, babies, and children, so they'll know ahead of time if you're going to have it. A lot, up till now, it's you know, adults find it, teenagers, and usually, yeah, pregnant ladies. Pregnant ladies find out about it, but now, as er, really, really early and really, really young, the trout, the trait can be isolated, and you can figure out um, what the situation is, which is a big breakthrough. They are looking to do a lot of things, so they will be there. But for the children's portion. We're going to have a lot going on. We have the Junior Juve. We have games area. We have a competition that's happening, which I still have to talk to Hina and just d- double check what we're going to do with stuff like that. Um, and we're, we're asking everybody to get on board with the National Black Coalition of Canada. Join up. Become a member. Um, we're not asking you to get into politics. We're just asking you to support your community. That's it. Yeah, and um, your membership goes towards supporting 
events just like this one. The kids zone is going to be a lot of fun. We have some games yes. that are going to be out there. Lots. And some activities planned throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, so join us. We are going to have a, a great time with that. Last but not least, at the end of the month, we will have my church's um, Western District Annual Convocation 2019. That's the WDAC 2019, um, where we'll have many guest preachers. It starts the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the long weekend. On the Monday of that long weekend, we will also have a picnic. Yeah. It's called the Fellowship Picnic, the Western District Annual Convocation Fellowship Picnic, where we normally have a soccer game or races held against people from all over Canada and all over the world who come to visit. So please, if you intend on coming and you do watch this podcast, you do know who I am and you know the church I go to, um, bring your running shoes, bring, bring your shorts, bring your off. Mosquito spray. That was another thing about the festival. The mosquitoes seem so to, big. The mosquitoes seem to come out. They love reggae music. It just so they happens do. that the beat from the reggae music is in sync with the buzzing of their uh, wings. Yeah. So yeah, it's came true. out. They did come out. Even. Uh, Queen Ifrika had to borrow <laughs> Queen Ifrika and Tony Rebel had to borrow doing. my off lotion, you know, to keep the mosquitoes at bay. Just, is it, what's that on the floor? Is it, those are the names you just dropped? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Name drop. Okay. Right, fell out of your pocket. Yes, I was talking the church picnic. The church picnic. Uh, Tim is going to be fantastic. Tim asked if I'm talking about the church Shame. church picnic. Um, <clears throat> Caleb Hart said that the mosquitoes killed. Oh, man, the mosquitoes came out. But, uh, but the thing about the church picnic, um, we may have a soccer thing going mm-hmm. uh, this year, um, depending on the weather. Um, because it's that weekend. That weekend usually is a touch and go with rain and mosquitoes and water. So that's that. Okay, let's tell the moving along. Oh man, Timothy wants me to tell this. I'm going to just tell this one story. Real quick, go. So for you, for the people who are from the islands and understand. What beating your children is all about, the, the, the corporal punishment uh, for beating your children. In 1992, there is a picnic. This kind of dates me and Tim, but that's okay. It's fine. A lot of people who are listening were born in 1992, so they have no clue what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But we, we went to the picnic, and as we went to the picnic, there, we had a lot of boys at our church, a lot of boys growing up. And I went over how the picnic is set up. There's a huge lake at Elk Island Park. You go up this portion and down, and there's like a beach. So all the picnic people were over by where the burners and the, and the, and the barbecue area was. Mm-hmm. And then if you went up the hill and down the hill, there's an actual beach. And on that beach were a lot of white people and a lot of white sports, like an Olympic-size 
um, dinghy, okay. rubber dinghy with paddles and stuff like that. Right. So one lady said to us, one white lady said, hey, where are you from? And we said, we were from the church. And she said, do you want to go out? Me and my homeboy, Yugen. So we went out onto the water. First, I went back and I said, you know what? Let me just ask my mom. So I went back to my mom. I said, Mom, can we go out? And think she goes, well, can you swim? And I said, no, I can't swim, but the lady has a rope. We're not going to go out that far. And I don't want to get wet, so I don't, I don't want to mess up my clothes. She goes, well, don't mess up your clothes. Take off your shoes before you get in. Go. Took off my shoes, got into the dinghy, went back over with Yugen. Yugen didn't ask his parents. Yugen just jumped in. I weigh about probably 30 pounds at the time. Yugen weighs like 130 pounds at the time. But Yugen wasn't a, a big boy. He was just dense. So his part of the um, part of the raft went down and into the water. My part of the raft was up and out of the water, holding me up. And we used the oars to get out there. The lady goes, you're good. You guys look like you know how to do this. And she throws the rope in the water. She's supposed to be holding this rope so that we don't go out too far. So she throws the rope out of the water, and me and you get her paddling out. We don't know how far we're going, but for me it's an adventure, right, because I'm going out. We come out into the far portion, the middle of the of the lake. Oh. And now all the parents can see us. Because remember, there's a hill that goes over the other side. They can see. So all the parents can see. So they start saying stuff like, oh, my God, which, which children are those? Whose children are those? Which embarrassed my mom highly. So my well, the worst thing ever is embarrassed <laughs> parents. And she couldn't tell them that she gave permission for me to go out there. It's too much to say. I put my child in danger. I didn't know he was going to do that. You look like an incompetent parent. Right. So she came out there. And while all these parents are getting flustered on this side, we're over really on this side. And the rest of the boys were like, yo, that looks like fun. Nobody asked their mom and dad anything. They all jump into this Olympic-sized dinghy that could hold 15 people. We're in a dinghy that holds two. It's like a child's dinghy. So all these boys jump oh, in, no. and they all come out now to you're rescue the us. <laughs> they now come, you're... They're like, what? We're like, hey. And I'm waving to my mom like, hey. Like, hi, mom. Look at me. Right? My mom's like, oh. And, and the parents are getting all flustered. And people are saying stuff like, if that was my child, I'd beat this. My God, I, I wish that was my child out there. So, ah. so while we are all the way out there, this other diggy comes out. We get stuck in this kind of a current as, as the waves. The wake. The wake. So everything's moving in different directions. So our diggy is just doing this. And then Yugen drops his paddle, and I try to get his paddle and end up dropping mine. So we have no paddle. And they're floating. And so this other dinghy starts to come towards us. And while they're coming towards us, we're waving at them, and they're like, we'll help you. And we're like, oh. we're like, hey, how's it going? You guys are coming out here? And they're just like, we'll help you. And we can't really hear them. So they're coming out. I grab my paddle. I get my paddle back. I fish out Yugen's paddle, and we paddle back to shore. Meanwhile, the other guys pass us, and they're like, do you guys need help? We're like, no, we're good. And they get stuck in the wake, and they're going round and round and round. All the rest of the boys. Now, they're in that spot 
once again, that all the other parents are like, there they are. Like, that's my child. I know it's my child. I'm going to beat him. So, so we're coming back. Me and you can come back. When we get back to shore, there's a, a, a horde of people coming down the thing. Me, Tim, Tim wants everybody to know he did not go in the water. So, anyways, there's a horde of people, of parents, coming down the hill. They're coming for you. With weapons and weapons. all sorts of stuff. It's an angry mob. Yeah, pitchforks, they're, they're shovels, out. fire. And I come out of the water. I'm like, do, 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 do. I give the lady back her rope. I don't get wet. Only my feet are wet. So I get out, put on my shoes and my socks, and I'm good. Get out, do, do, do. Yugi comes. His mom meets him with a fist. Just like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> and Yugi's like, ah. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, dude, you should have told your mom. Like, this is serious. Like, I'm thinking, like, you didn't tell your mom. That's why you're getting in trouble. No. I'm like, rookie. Do you know? And I'm like, rookie, this guy didn't tell his mom. Okay, let me walk. So I start to walk up the hill. And I look. And, and there, are, there are parents running past me. And the other dinghy gets to shore. And when I look back, I see pure mayhem. It looked like somebody had gotten, it was like D-Day. Like people were meeting for battle on the shores of Valhalla. And everybody's like, there were just people just slapping and punching and beating. And they're just kids like, ah! One of my friends, Chris Mastry, one of the white kids we invited to the picnic that year. He got beat too. People just grabbed him. Blah, 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 blah. Then people just slapping everybody. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Tim is telling us this is not an exaggeration. Yeah. So as I'm going up the hill, I look up and I see my mom. And I'm like, she's got a stick in her hand. Why? And I'm like, and I'm pleading with her like, what are you doing? You said I could go. I kept saying that back up. And she's like, get over here. Get over here. She's trying to, like, shut me up because she knows she gave me permission to go. Right. And I'm like, you, you said I could go. Like, what is your issue? And so I'm like, I'm not getting beat for nothing. I'm going to run. So I ran towards her, did this football spin, and beat her. <laughs> and she tried to grab me, but... She, she just couldn't get it. And I was like home free running up the hill. And I was running past Brother Trappy. And Brother Trappy grabbed me. Oh. I, I didn't think he was going to grab me. And he grabbed me, snatched me, and threw me back to my mom. And that's when the entire beach stopped and looked up the hill. And I got the beating with a switch. A beating of my life at the top of the hill. And I was jumping. She beat you like the ringleader. Yeah. And she beat me like I was I was trying to jump off the cliff and back into the water or something. I was trying to jump and they're holding me, holding me, holding me, and I was getting licks. <clears throat> Nuva was there. Nuva, <laughs> Nuva was getting beat. Everybody though stopped and looked up and was like, Yep, I just get the beat because he's the rig leader. I'm the only one who asked for permission to go. Wow. And so I got beat. And sent back to the church bus to sit in the church bus while everybody else had fun. And you were the only one who asked permission. The end of the story is, in that whole thing, I got hurt 
and Yugen got hurt. We were both at the bus, and Charlene came with food to give us food on the bus. Oh. <laughs> Poor Chris. Chris, this Chris was his first experience with black people, and he got beat. He got beat like everybody else. <laughs> and that is the 1992 church massacre story. <laughs> massacre on the Elk Island ba- Beach. Bottom massacre. Bethel massacre on El- Elk Island Bethel Beach. Bottom massacre at Elk Island Beach. That's what happened. Everybody got beat. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that's where it is. All right. All right. Now, onto the scroll. I told that long, short story. Um, onto the scroll. We have a couple things that are going on in the scroll this week. What you got? Um, the first thing that I got from the, from the scroll. What did I have on the scroll? You want me to start? You can start because I can't okay. remember. Because what, what I thought it was for the scroll was the screen. Oh, it was the screen. Well, did you see this black, quote-unquote, ragdoll in Australia that they have? And they're, um, like, the whole point of the doll is to get out your frustrations on it. So the whole point is that you choke it, you put, like, the, the doll comes with a tag suggesting that you choke it, you pull its hair. Have you seen this? No. Um, yeah, so it's this doll, and of course it's blackface. Like, it can't be anything regular. It's a blackface doll, and then you could choke it it's and beat it. It's jet black, and it has, like, red around its mouth. Um, and you're supposed to choke it and pull its hair. It's it's therapeutic or something? It's supposed to be, but they were like, yo, wh- why did you make this doll black like this? And Australia was like, well, you know, Mike. (laughs) Your Australia accent was was on point. Let me just tell you. Right now. I haven't heard heard an Australian accent so on point until now. Wait, 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 wait. One thing before we go on with that. Um, They wanted me to to let you know that Nouvelle's absolutely right. The 92 bottom... Massacre, Bethel Bottom Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why the other guys in the dinghy got beat is they got stuck out there. And this white guy had to swim to get them. So he swam out to get them. And leeches covered his entire <laughs> body, legs, back, all over his back. And they he pulled him back to shore. And then all, to burn off all, all, the, the, all, the, all the black people had to get around and like put salt <laughs> on them and, and burn them off and get them off for him. And he was like, thank you, thank you. And they brought him food and stuff. He and like swam with the rope in his mouth. <laughs> Twelve boys in the so And so everybody was like, ugh. Okay, now back to this doll. So I'm looking at this doll. Yeah. It is definitely there's a female version of the doll. There is a male version of the mm-hmm. doll. It it looks like it has locks. Yeah, I guess it has like yarn hair. Yarn hair, and yeah, it's, and it's called a gollywog. If you want to look it up, it's called a gollywog. The gollywog doll is the new doll where you can beat the mess out of it. Is it for children to to do this? Uh, yeah, it's for children. Hmm. 
I like I like uh, it's it's depicted after a 1970s cartoon. It looks like Dutch cartoon. A 1970s Dutch cartoon. Ah, oh, the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> they be doing some stuff. They be doing it. I love it. So a store in BC apparently was selling the dolls. And people were like, yo, what? And they were like, it's not racist at all. It's just a dog. Come buy it. My dad is black. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> not that my dad is black, part, but just that it's not racist at all. Because, you know, non black people are really good at distinguishing racism from not racism. I, I find that the whole idea of having. A gollywog doll is is strange, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, is it? Is it really all that strange? It's it's not even that strange anymore. Like no, not particularly. Um, but there's a part two to this story, and there was a shop in Australia that used to make these gollywog dolls. Sorry, a factory, mm-hmm. and it burned down to the ground um, by accident. I don't know. Just a happy ending to the story. Um, yeah. They have been banned in New Zealand and they've been banned in Europe and other places like that. Yeah. And Darren Jordan said he's from England and he remembers the gollywog well. Wog was also a derogatory term for black folk in the UK. Wow. So when you call them, when you when you see this resurface, maybe... Mm. In British Columbia, Canada, mm-hmm. Ooh. they try to mimic black folk. Mock, mimic, mock, mock black folk. That's right. Well, the guy was like, "No, not at all." He was like, "No, I don't see a problem with this." But I'm going to keep doing this. This makes sense. F y'all. All right, so that's the gollywog. That's the gollywog. Happening again in Canada. Um, in Galveston, Texas, a young man was uh, apprehended by the police for trespassing and then was handcuffed and then a rope was tied to his handcuffs and he was paraded through the streets um, but with a Mountie, a mounted police officer, holding a rope walking with this black man with his hands tied. In Texas? In Galveston, Texas. For trespassing? Yeah, so what I have to say about Galveston is that heads rolled after that. Like, a whole bunch of stuff happened. They were like, nope. They, there's apparently a rule that they could. you're still allowed to do that in certain circumstances. They got that shit off the books. They were like, forget that. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. But the imagery of it is so like, okay, now you guys, of all times. And it was the police chief at that. The police chief did it. The head of the police paraded this dude through the streets of Texas with a man tied to a rope. I'm sorry, the police chief apologized. Sorry, it was one of the one of the police, not the police chief. Wow. The arrest of Donald Neely, 43-year-old man. 43-year-old man 
they they had a rope on him and they put the handcuffs on him and they said, "Hey, come on." Mm-hmm. And they paraded him through the streets like, "Hey, this is it." And he got arrested for trespassing. Of all things, not robbery or murder, just trespassing. For the record, neither robbery nor murder would warrant this. I don't think. For the record. Yeah. So, and I say robbery or murder because for robbery the other day, um, one of our uh, black male individuals got shot. Oh, yeah? And killed. And for murder, one of our white individuals um, who murdered 20 people. Including a baby. Including a baby. Was apprehended. Without a horseback uh, parade to the streets. streets. He wasn't even killed. He was just talked down. Hey, man, we know you're going through some things. Can you put the gun down and come with him? Meanwhile, and that was walking into a Walmart, right? Meanwhile, John Crawford, I don't know if you remember John Crawford, he picked up a BB gun in Walmart and they shot the shit out of him. Yeah, they picked up. He picked up the BB gun that Walmart was selling, right? And they shot. Him. And they shot him. So think about that. That's both. Those are both. Um, those are both Walmarts. So Walmart has been pressured to like stop selling guns, and they said they don't want to alienate their people. Yeah, well, Walmart has, especially in the states. They have a series of different gun styles. You can buy your, you can buy your Nerf gun. You can buy your paintball gun. You can buy your um, reg, gun. regular gun gun. Yeah, handguns. Right, uh, rifles and stuff. You can get your rifle um, safe mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. So they don't want to isolate people just because people abuse them. But the the worst part of the whole thing is the reaction from. Uh, the 40, what is it, the 40, 45, 45, the 45th president, Donald Trump, he, uh, he's really terrible. He wouldn't want any of this to happen on his, you know, to his worst enemy. But this is the reason why he states that we need to put up the wall. Yeah, this is why we need border security. Meanwhile, a white guy goes out targeting Latin people and the president is like, oh yeah, this is terrible. This is why we need legislation for border security. Why? Which sounds a lot like he's blaming the people <clears> being <throat> shot on the people who were shot. Why would the people who were shot and their race have anything to do with this individual who shot them? It does in the sense that he targeted them because of their race. Yeah. Well, he went to a place. But why would you blame them, right? Why would you blame them, yeah. Yeah. Victim blaming, essentially. Victim blaming. Yeah. So. So. Um, there, uh, there was another shooting, I think, in Dayton, Ohio, less than 24 hours after that Walmart shooting. And actually, America has had more shooting, more mass shooting the days in the year at this point in time of this year. Yeah. And it's like uh, 253, I think it was. And the next country is like three. And then a whole bunch of ones and zeros and the list of like mass shooting. And I think that three country might even be Canada. It's us. Yeah. It is. It's definitely us. Yeah. Because I, I could almost count the three. Yeah. 
So it's weird, um, but we have gun control laws here, um, as minimal as they can be. Yeah, but they, we're talking about 250 different, difference of 250 shootings. I, I understand. We have gun control laws here, and they are effective to a point here. They're pretty effective. They're like if it was like, effective. yo, you had 253 shootings? Yeah, if you just put a couple laws in place, we could um, cut that down to three. Maybe five. Well, they said three. Oh, you think for the end of the year there's going to be two more? Uh, no, I think that not here. I feel like the Americans always trade out oh. to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Canadians I like have a tendency to um, talk about Americans like like negatively, mm-hmm. and it, it harshly affects my child actually. Two. Sanaya. Sanaya feels that they, they shouldn't talk about Americans negatively. Well, she's in school, and they they make like they make slights at Americans, and they talk about Americans being stupid. For her first year here, it affected her. Like it affected her grades and stuff. Like they pretty much were telling her she's dumb because she's a dumb American. Like weird stuff like that. I, I find that people always tend to make generalizations about certain things without any type of background or any type of anything to, to back it up. Well, I find that American is secret code word for black sometimes in Canada. You think so? Yeah. Oh, that is that is tough. For me, it's not. Absolutely 100% not. <laughs> not for you specifically. <laughs> not nah, me. Me but living in the it. States. Listen to it closely when you hear it here. It's like thugs. You know, like it's like yeah, I guess. I, I guess. This is what I've noticed. I, 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 I can, I can see where that that idea is coming from. Yeah. What do you have for the scroll, young man? I saw one here. Um, that we put into the multiverse. Our multiverse. Um, there's spot a couple here. in there that I didn't even, I didn't even look back in there. So you should have at least two. Uh, well, there's one, for sure. And this is the one that I wanted to talk about, especially after I read it. And it's about this first ever black woman to own a comic book store. Mm-hmm. Where is she located? <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. She's on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it looks like she's in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. And she is the first African-American woman to open a comic book store on the East Coast. She immediately caught the attention of ABC News and CNN Money and MSNBC and tons of other websites and blogs. So shout-outs to Ariel Johnson. Not to be confused with Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Right. But it is Ariel Johnson. She is doing a lot out in the streets, which is great. Yeah. And there was something else in there. Anything else? No. Owning a comic book store is so cool. Ah, uh, yeah. Why? Um, I have a healthy respect for comics. I read a lot of comics growing up. And you just have to press share and then we start it, I think. And then, um... I have a lot of kids. Oh, left. Slide right, I think. Slide right. The whole screen. No, the other way. 
Ya. Um, I have had a lot of kids who didn't like reading, and once I introduced them to comic books, their their reading actually increased. A lot of people said that. I did that also with Nishan. <clears throat> introduced him to comic books. He loves comic books. I I got him into the what we call manga, mm-hmm. or <laughs> other people do not call it that. Um, the actual. Japanese don't call it manga. They call it uh, um, manga. It's a different. It's a different uh, pronunciation. Okay. Okay. Of it. So, um, is this okay? Yeah. Is it mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he got into it. Especially because reading is not his strong strong point. He's he's very good at math. Was he able to generalize to other things? Yeah, he's he's able to definitely do a lot better with his language after reading the books. Yeah, and explaining the story is one of the greatest things. And like a lot of a lot of children, um, and a lot of people, they have a lot of problems emphasizing a story back to you or or, or, uh, or tell you back to you but the pictures help to give uh, it some order well yeah they can they can explain it once they've read it and they've, they've got it and I try to, to have conversations with him so he can tell a story back um, that is you know functional and you can you can actually write it out and he can get graded for it. And you can follow it. <clears throat> yeah, and you can follow it and be entertained by it. Um, he could definitely, he's really good at reading and writing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which he struggled with at first, which really helped by, you know, by the different uh, comic books he's read. So he's super into, especially uh, Miles Morales' Spider-Man. <laughs> so he really likes Miles Morales. Uh, Morales and... Um, and so I'm trying to get him into different comics that he would probably like, which is good. Yeah, I do love comic books, so that's very cool. That's a lot of people's gateway to literacy. Mm-hmm. My nephew, I got him. They actually have even kids' graphic novels that are, like, not comic books, but they're, like, more, like, book books. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. I think I got one for my nephew when he was like eight or nine years old and then from there they figured out that he needed glasses but like oh all this time he's like I have a headache they're like just read <laughs> yeah, Caribbean people <laughs> trying to make up excuses to get out of the way drink some ginger ginger tea <laughs> drink some ginger tea in your eyesight will come back anyway so that is uh, it for the scroll. I feel like I put another thing in there. You sure? I'm uh, okay. We can look you at it what? again. I value what you say. But and what what ended up happening? Unless it's further up, and I didn't scroll enough up. But from what I can see, you had we had that one. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we. We had, we had, see, we're back with this oh, picture okay, of the tiger. Okay. Right, 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 right. Okay. That's the one there. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're super right. So, 
There's another thing I probably wanted to share, and I didn't. Well, in the screen, we got some stuff to share, right? What's going on in the screen? Man, what's going on in the screen? We still haven't seen Lion King because we're bad at our jobs. But the reviews came back. The Lion King was a great movie, man. Great success. Except Beyonce can't act. That's everybody's consensus. And the beat goes on with Beyonce. <laughs> Apparently, she was very rigid in her in her speech, mm-hmm. and it sounded like she was just reading it off the piece of paper, which mm-hmm. she pretty much was just reading. It You're off. never gonna have me con- comment on Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, as long as I want to be successful, <laughs> right? Don't shut this shit down right now. <laughs> She's like, oh, you this is what I heard. It's cute. You guys have a little. This is just what I heard. Beehive, do not come for me. Do not come literally. for me. Literally. Beehive be threatening people. I know. <laughs> I don't even think we're remotely at the level for the beehive to be bothered with us. The beehive is like, what? Who, Who knows? They'll come give three stings and we'll be dead in the water. <laughs> like, oh, no. And that, that's it. What but else we got on the screen? We got, we got, we got. The new news. I don't know if I want to save this for later. The news news is, is epic. But let me, let me go to Netflix. First. You forgot to talk about the new Tekken character, too. L- let's. Is that what was the scroll thing? I don't know. It could Maybe be part so. Of the I think it, it was supposed to be, and I didn't send it to you. You sent it, but not in the Mac multiverse. Okay. So what ended up happening with that is Tekken just released. Uh, Tekken recent, 7. Tekken 7 just released new characters that came back to bring you back some of the old characters. All of the new old moves. characters, all the old characters have new moves. Yeah. So when you do Tekken Seven, you're gonna have to learn these new moves and see what brings your favorite character up above the rest. Will it make that character better, or will another character who was weaker before become really good? Mm. One of the girls they have there, which was uh, Zathina, I believe it is. She, her whole arm turns into a crystallization. And as she's about to do her power move, um, she has flashbacks of old memories. And she's, she's like a weird um, power. And then, and then she, she goes crazy. She goes nuts and then kills you <laughs> or, or oh, then okay. gives you the finishing move. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's that. And then they brought out a wicked African-American um, uh, character by the name of Leroy, Leroy Snake. Snake. Yeah, he's blind. He has white, beautiful locks that locks. just past his shoulder. Freshly done by Aphrodisiac Nacho. Probably. The locks. He definitely uses that for definitely. <laughs> he has a cane, and he can sense you coming from anywhere. And he does Wang Chung, right? That's he, what that is. He does Wang Chung and official street beatdown. So any type of official street beatdown, okay. he's just going to do that okay. with Wang Chung. That's well. what I'm telling you. So he's got the street smarts, um, and he's really good. Yeah, the conference looked Evo or EVO. It yeah. looked really hype, hype, hype. People were so excited. Evo conference was crazy. Yeah. So I watched the conference as they're revealing it, and the creators of Tekken sent their guy out, and the guy was like, yo, uh, you know, I want to tell you about this, but honestly, I don't really have much to say. And everybody's like, oh... He goes, I'm sorry. And he walks towards the edge of the stage. 
He goes, but I do think I could say this. And everyone's like, yeah. They all stood up and they're cheering. And then he's like, but uh, really, I don't really have much to say. So he walks off and goes down the stairs and everybody's like, boo. And he turns around and he goes, but I can say this. And that's when everyone's like, ah. He goes, are you ready? And the whole crowd's like, ah. And that's when they revealed these two characters especially. And there are two more that they didn't reveal that are locked. Do you got to unlock them? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they only revealed those two characters. But we really like uh, Leroy Snake. Yeah, I'm about it. And so Snake looked amazing on the thing. Yeah. And they give a little history of Snake. He was like a little boy 50 years ago and he got lost and nobody knew where he was. And then all of a sudden he resurfaced. That's so, how they're doing it? Like Batman? Um, Batman was never a little boy that got lost. That's true. How did he end up over there? He ended up with getting, He ended up getting um, taken in by Alfred, and then with Alfred, he started drinking in his teenage years. Alfred got him through high school, mm-hmm. and when he got into his twenties, um, that's when he started doing kind of vigilante work by getting beat up. And so Alfred's like, "You probably need more training." So Alfred knows boxing, English boxing. So Alfred trained him in English boxing and how to box and, and defend himself. With that, then he realized he needed more training and got wind of he was known as the playboy as a playboy um, thing. So he'd party all night and be all up in the news. So Alfred was like, "You need to head out of here, man. There's, mm. there's no way." So he ends up finding a trail towards higher learning, and he. And he flies out to the mountains where he meets up with Rachel Ghoul in the Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. The League of Assassins then trains him. Rachel Ghoul's people train mm-hmm. him League out of there. Assassins, yeah. And they they get him off the alcohol and the booze and they kinda rehabilitate him. He goes up against some other um people that made it up into the mountains because just making it up in the mountains is treacherous. Mm-hmm. So he makes it up there and they, they train him. He beats out everybody, becomes the best pupil. The other people that he beat, most of them are his enemies. Only a couple of them are really his friends. And then, yeah, so it's pretty good. So that's how he got out there, Alfred Sensor. Yeah, so not that you care, but that's why Batman's. Why'd you say not that so, I care? So great. Because of that. Okay. That's why I said not that you so care. Because okay. you don't care about Batman. Not caring and not agreeing is different. Batman, to me, is is a great character. I love his character. I love the fact that he's a playboy entrepreneur and genius. He, I guess he's not. I don't, I don't know if I would call him an entrepreneur. I think he's like a, he's like a billionaire philanthropist. I don't know about entrepreneur. What do you mean? You think so? Why do you think he's not an entrepreneur? Because he's just like rich. So the stuff that he does is just like... I guess. Let me go. It seems like entrepreneurs are like working a lot harder than Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I guess an entrepreneur is anybody who starts a business, yeah? Bruce Wayne, if you look on any of the other comics or any of the other cartoons, 
Wayne Enterprises is somewhere in those kinds of Oh, yeah. Well, he does a lot of stuff. So he has boxes and crates. He's doing research. Yeah, he does, of the, of he does genetic research. He does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Plus, he owns, like, how many orphanages now? That's how he recruits all the new Robins by getting these kids that don't have parents. Oh, gosh. Nobody that can miss them when they you know, die. Right? <laughs> They have, no, they have no parents. He had a pipeline. Yeah, they're like he's just making like, you build my case against Batman. <laughs> I love, like, I love and, Batman. I love Batman for that. Before they had no home, nobody to adopt him. And he's like, the, he's like, yo, I'll give you, a I'll give you all the food you can eat. You can get everything and all the all the money you can have in the world. You have access to all the money. All you have to do <clears throat> is fight crime at nighttime and almost get killed. Vigilante style. You be the bait and I'll come save you. There's, I know there's <laughs> several Robin stories where they're like, I'm not fucking with that guy Batman no more. No, they don't want to because <laughs> there's bad in them. They're looking for a father figure and he's like, yo, I'm not the father figure. I'm Batman. Right. Be my sidekick. He's like, not even be my sidekick. He's like, I can do You're this. You're my al- sidekick. Now. I can do this alone. <laughs> he trades them fully, and is like, you know what? I don't want you to get hurt. I can do this alone. Sorry. And they're like, why doesn't he just trust me to help him? And then they get caught. And he's like, this is why. This week's episode of Batman and his bullshit. <laughs> Leave Batman alone. Wow. What else you got on the screen? Buddy. You know what? I'm going to bring it out. I'm going to bring it all out and leave it all out. out uh, Let's see what you got, man. So first of all, I always like to talk about a Netflix thing that you need to check out. Which is? One of the things on Netflix that you need to check you out is... significantly more Netflix than I do. Yeah, probably. Season three of Dear White People. Dear White People is a great show. I would also it, have to check out seasons one and two. It is not racist, um, as people might think. It is not uh, only about black power, empowerment, but it is about the differences of black culture, especially in the States. I related to it because of going to university out in the States, mm-hmm. um, in in um, Florida, mm-hmm. was very much like the experience that they're having while they're there at college yeah so you get to see a lot of people you get to see a lot of things that are very typical college experience what happened can we check this again yeah can you bring it over okay just chilling waiting for you sorry this was almost half off my connection oh wow but it's all here all right cool so the um, uh, so the premise is just about it starts out with dear white people, you know, telling you different things about black culture, which is funny, which drags you in. But then you start to see the different characters. So there's characters that want to be the next Michelle Obama. So they're doing whatever and whomever they can to get to that spot. Then you have people who are um, do not consider themselves black, but they consider themselves more white. Um, so you have one, the one character whose parents are from a bad neighborhood, but they're acting like they've always come from an Ivy League or a rich neighborhood of mm-hmm. Beverly Hills or whatever. Then you have the one girl who's like dreads. She's got locks. She's all about black power. She's always dogging white people. And then you find out her dad's white. 
she's a she's mixer. She's also very light skin. She's and like green, skin. greenish blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. See, and shock her, and surprise. And her boyfriend was white. Right. So you see this character who's very much black power and and identifying with that portion of her self. Mm-hmm. And, but you didn't realize that there's a lot of white influences and she's attracted to white people as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge deal. What gets me is just some of the actions of the characters and where they're taking the show and how they're taking the show. You have one guy who is um, part of the LGBTQ plus community and he's just figuring out that this is where he's at. You mm-hmm. have another guy who's the Dean's son, but... Dean wants him to be this next political face. Okay, right. And he ends up wanting to be a comedian. Okay. Right? So that kind of stuff is... I watched the movie, and I never caught up to the TV show. Sanaya loves the TV show. The movie was good. But I find that they were able to do more things with the TV show. show. Yeah, I can understand that. I remember when Jason Simeon started that project... And I know this from the from the children's book that I wrote. When you have a project that's like going on for a long time, probably your basement too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point when you get to the product, and it's like so many things have changed since you first started. Like yeah. So many decisions you would have done different if you knew different things. Yeah. But you just have to be like, okay, and get it out there. Yeah. That's how I felt a little bit about Dear White People the movie, and I do feel like. Of course, the great thing about Netflix is you can, like, write a movie in 10 episodes. Yes. Right? So it gives you... It's like reading a book. It's like binge reading, essentially. It gives you the same satisfaction. And in that particular show, each episode is called a chapter. Mm -hmm. So each episode, you see a chapter that that relates to this. At the Mm -hmm. end of it, at the end of the second season, I was a little bit uh, taken back by where they went with it. They tried to do some sort of Scooby-Doo mystery Mm -hmm. thing to happen, which they quickly kind of turned around in this third season right at the beginning. So it actually was, it actually is bringing it back to where you were before. Season one. Yeah. And then what gets me is the little things that the director does. So while these, these students are watching... Um, are going through their lives, they have these downtimes where they're watching TV shows. And all of the TV shows are propaganda of black people or, or terrible roles of black people. It is the funniest thing. If you if you pay attention to that portion, you realize, what are you watching and why do you like this? Right. So one of the things they're watching now on the show in the third season is this guy is this black slave who is who got uh, captured in ice and preserved <laughs> throughout years. He he fell at, into this ice thing. Like Encino Man? Yeah, or like Captain America. Okay. Remember Encino Man, though? Polly yeah, Shore? Polly Shore. Remember those things? I remember that. Okay, go ahead. And he came out. Mm-hmm. So Encino Man is the old reference... Captain America is the current. Captain America is the more frequent. Okay. So so they thaw this guy out now, and he's saying saying all the stuff from, like, colonial times. Like, oh, you know we shook it and jiving now. And all sorts of stuff. And these are the TV shows. And these are the TV shows that all the students are watching and love. 
these, these TV shows. And that you, reminds me of Insecure when they have that t- that TV show that's always on TV with Regina Regina King. It's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly like that. And so you you have you have that play in the background. And every season, there's a new TV show that these guys are watching. That's funny. That is like you're like really. It's but so then, meta. But when you think about it, it's reality. It's yeah, how it's it like is. what we're going through. So it's it's an actual really funny show to come out with. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the scroll, I think this is the coming to the end of the screen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We've been talking about Little Mermaid for a long time, and now we've just got the reveal of who's playing Ursula in The Little Mermaid. So I have to be clear about this because I think... It says the live Little Mermaid, but I'm not sure if it's like the live stage show of the Little Mermaid or the Little Ooh. Mermaid that we've all been talking about. Okay. So I'm not even sure about that part. Ah, so is who- it a different Little Mermaid that we're talking about? Mm, maybe. It says live. It says, but it also is like Walt Disney Presents or something like that. So I'm like, is that the same <clears throat> one? I can't tell. So from what we can see, and this is this is kind of the, the the rumor mill here for the for the Little Mermaid, is that Queen Latifah uh, may be cast as Ursula in the live action um, the Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. But we're trying to figure out which presentation of the Little Mermaid is it the one that we've been talking about this whole time, or is it like some like Little Mermaid on Ice type thing? Um, and that's the, that's the thing. Um, according to what we're seeing, why don't you go to Queen Latifah's um, Instagram? She's the one who put it up. Right now, we're looking at ABC has a live Little Mermaid on ABC. So it's gonna be on TV. It's gonna be on TV. Okay, so this is like the stage play that gets then gets put on TV. They did this recently with the. Um, I think Beauty and the Beast or something. Right. So Queen Latifah is doing the live portrayal of the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. and while she's doing the live portrayal of the Little Mermaid, she got, you know, kudos from um, Melissa McCarthy. Right. Because Melissa McCarthy is actually taking the role in the Disney movie. Oh, okay. So that's where that's at. Boo! I don't know Miss Melissa McCartney can see. I don't know what her range is like. I just want to know if she could be evil enough. She's too funny for me. When She's I look at her funny. face, I just want to, I want to laugh. So yeah. I, I need Ursula to be, you know, a villain. 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 I'm trying to figure out. Scared. Yeah. I have nothing really on um, on the scroll that I've been like loving up anytime soon I finished Stranger Things yeah I had a little I have to take time to binge when I'm gonna binge and then I just pretty much don't have time for that no more I I have issues because I plumb a lot my brain works a little differently than a lot of people's brain or maybe it works the same maybe it, it, uh, or maybe I, it has nothing to do with plumbing but your brain still works different my brain tends to constantly go through the day. So whatever project I'm working on, my brain will, even in my dreams, even in my dreams, my brain will keep 
going through solving the problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of problems that I've had plumbing that I can't figure out. I have have worked the problem through while sleeping like a simulation. Mm -hmm. And in that simulation, I'll come out after I've woken up and fixed the problem Mm -hmm. using the simulation. But the problem That's comes what in. Dreams are for. But the problem comes in is after I wake up tired, I wake up exhausted. Mm. So a lot of times to put myself to sleep, I will watch something on Netflix. Okay. And depending on my mood, I'll try and watch something light. I watch a lot of comedy on Netflix. I watch a lot of different other things on there: movies, TV shows, short episodes that I can get through. Boom, 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 bang. Yeah, I like Black Mirror. Like Black Mirror. So, I like watching Black Mirror because mm-hmm. Noel hates watching episod- episodic things. Mm-hmm. So Black Mirror is like sometimes I only want to watch one hour of TV. Right. So that's what I like for it. I can like get a can whole he handle story that? arch. Yeah, he can do Black he, Mirror. He can do Black Mirror because it ends at the sometimes. end of the hour, right? Right. Yeah. I get it. Or even to like he'll watch a movie, but he doesn't like to watch episodes and episodes of something he'll watch it with me as in sleep through the entire thing and then let's say it's 12 episodes he'll wake up at episode 11 and i'll be like okay so this guy this 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 and he's like all right and that'll be it for the last two episodes essentially that's how we've watched every series he sleeps through most of it mm-hmm. and then right at the end he wakes up and gets me to the, summarize everything the thing about the thing about um, Black Mirror for me, I, I stopped watching it because the last one I watched was very, um, my heart kind of sunk in it. You're still working on it in your brain. In my brain, yeah. Because it was the episode where the lady and this guy, I think it was for previous Season because I started oh, in this yeah. current season. I know which one you're talking so about. I had this one, and and she she gets this guy, and she kills her and this guy go to rave, and then they kill this guy on the way back there in Sweden or somewhere like that, and they kill this guy on the road. They run into his bike, but they're so afraid of getting caught that they literally throw the body into the sea. Right, and it's Arctic cold. It's winter, right? And they throw the bike in there too. Right. Fifteen years later, she's successful. She's finished university. She was a young. She has woman a big there. corporation. She has right? a young, big corporation. She has a husband and a son. And this guy comes back um, as, she, as she does a speech, and he's like, "Yo, um, I'm going to AA now." And they say to, you know see the person I've hurt the most and apologize. So I want to apologize to you because of what happened 15 years ago where you helped me get rid of this body and I want to tell you that I'm going to come clean. And she goes, no, you, you can't come clean right. because you're going to implicate me. And he's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, it's bothering me. I haven't yeah, been able I have to sleep. do it. I have yeah. And she ends up accidentally killing him. Mm-hmm. Then she takes his body and throws him into this factory Machine where right. you know, he's dust now. The mangler. Whatever mangler, acidic, whatever they're working on, mm-hmm. she throws a bit there. Throws a bit. So as she's, she, soon as she kills him, um, 
somebody on the street gets hit by a car and they have this new technology where they put this dot on your forehead and, you can see. and it recalls the memories of the person yes. that's there. So the insurance claim officer goes, is a, a, a young East Indian lady who's yes, married to I a black guy and they have a young son. Yeah. And she goes and she she takes the, the dot and she puts it on all the people that are on the scene. She's trying to get a recollection of what happened at the scene for the insurance company to tell the people what and they the can go for. And the lady saw it. And the lady saw it, and she ends and up she going through all these it. people. She ends up going through these people and finding out that the lady saw it. So she tracks the lady down, finds her, and goes out to the lady's house, puts the thing on her, and the lady doesn't realize that she's going to see it, and the lady's going through so much turmoil in her brain, she reveals that she murdered this guy that day. So the girl tries to get away, and the lady captures her and and takes her into this barn, kills her. But before she kills her, she's like, who did you tell? Puts the thing on her, on the insurance lady, and finds out she told her husband. So she goes, kills that girl, goes back to the husband, kills kills him, then finds the baby. And it's like, oh, no. That's the last thing. No. Well, yeah, she goes and she... She goes to kill the baby. She puts the thing, she goes and she kills the baby. And they're like, why did they kill the baby? The baby was blind. He couldn't see anyways. And then she and then so they're all mad now. The police are mad because she killed the baby. She killed everybody. But what they didn't realize, what she didn't realize was there was a a pet hamster. <laughs> or watching rabbit the whole thing. watching the whole thing so they put the dot on the ra- on the hamster the hamster died <laughs> and they caught her in the end anyways because the hamster yeah. it was like oh man I told you that dot is they just be putting that put dot it on, on people on every it shows it was, it's actually pretty cool yeah so that Black Mirror man gets you every time you gotta watch Black Mirror it's a really interesting uh, show you listening to anything Yo, I just heard uh, Lizzo on Tiny um, Desk. Desk, yeah. And that was the truth. I, I love Tiny Desk. And Tiny Lizzo. Desk period is amazing. Yeah. NPR and Tiny Desk are, are uh, concerts. Are I think great. we have a guest in house next week. Here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. We next week we should be having a guest right here on the Black Multiverse Theory podcast. Yeah. Next week we have um, we have Saint and the One Hundred Man. Yeah, and we'll have some guests I think inside too. And yeah, Sheryl's we'll coming drinks. back. Mm-hmm. There will be some uh, non-alcoholic and alcoholic drinks, which will, which will be here, I believe. So we'll have some guests um, here for next week's lovely session. I think people have said that they wanted to come in. I'm okay with inviting people in on that day. Yeah. So anybody who... Anybody? Sure. Anybody who wanted to... (laughs) Take a deep breath. I had to confirm on that one. Um, Anybody who wanted to be in the area, we will be doing live broadcast again and doing the show right here. Yeah. Um, with a live band and the band will be playing. I don't know if we could do a live band while we're talking, so we'll have to. No, and while we're talking, we have to be like, everybody be quiet. <laughs> Today I was trying to do those drops, and Jasmine was here, and I'm like, Jasmine, I can hear everything. <laughs> <laughs>
She's like, I'm sorry. She drops something and like, blah, blah, blah. So loud in the thing. Oh, jazz. I worked at Bingo last year. Shout out um, oh, last week. Bingo. Shout out to everybody at Castle Downs Bingo. The Bingo. Yeah. How did I go again? Well, I sold balls. Balls is a game. I don't exactly understand how it works, but I walked around and asked people if they wanted balls or if they needed balls. And people asked me if I had balls. And some people wanted my balls. Sometimes they wanted other people's balls. And that's it. But we had a good time all together. It was fun. Yeah, I think I, like, I probably got 10,000 steps walking around in circles. I like how you said balls about 15 times. That's what the whole day was about was balls. Great. It, was great. it was a day full of balls. Were they cold balls? or? Well, they were all kind of balls. There was slippery balls. There was hot balls. All kind of different balls I was selling. So that's good. And I was excellent, actually. So I don't know if you've heard my praises song, but I shall praise, sing them for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was an excellent ball seller. She knows her way around the balls, people. Apparently. So that's <laughs> apparently. That's where we'll end up. She has Percy and the and the gang. And <laughs> Castle has bingo, they'll tell you. Percy and the gang, they know. Percy had it down. Percy definitely gave me a crash course. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, so shout out to them. And I think yeah, Rawls is on. We were just talking. About how we'll be seeing you next week in here with Saint. Yes. So we will have all the people on. It's going to be great. Um, anybody who wants to come in, please come in and join us um, next week as we'll have more people in the studio. Um, by that time, all the jab jab and all the stuff, the cooler fets mm-hmm, will be done. Cooler <coughs> fet is Talk this weekend. It. Yeah, that is true. So um, you can follow Juve Egg or look online um, on Facebook for the Cooler Fet. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's $35 a person if you're buying tickets ahead of time. You can bring your cooler of all kinds of things. And uh, we'll see you out there pretty much in the bush. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We'll have a tent. We'll have some... Some cover, some lights. It will be a good time. Anybody performing? No, we have two spectacular DJs. Of course, you know my absolute very favorite DJ, DJ Jell. Will be DJ Jell. Uh, DJ Jell is fresh <laughs> off Caravana. He actually played with Saldana Carnival this year, who's Dr. J's mask. They won uh, Band of the Year uh, mm-hmm. for Caravana this year, and also they're the largest band in North America as well. Nice. Yeah, so congratulations to them. Jell's got all that nice, fresh energy. He'll be in here with us. Awesome. Um, and then uh, Soka Sweetness is a fam- family fan favorite. He'll be back in um, in the in the place as well. Awesome. Yeah. So just so anybody who's joining up for a band, please, you want you, you like today? I went to um, ATB. There's a couple ladies there that said they wanted to walk in one of the bands that I did recommend they come to Jab Jab. So yeah. if anybody needs to uh, a band to walk with, um, you can definitely join up with, with any of the bands, but we do recommend the Jab Jab. Of course, it's band. our band. That's, your, that's the band. I have a couple last few minute spots left. So if anybody's looking for a band to play in, we do have some 
some last minute. Last minute. This is this is it. This is this is your chance. Don't delay any longer. Do not delay. Do not delay. So that's it. So um, I want to. Uh, do you have a word for today? No, I think you did though. Okay. So the so the ears uh, is Lizzo in our ears is Lizzo. Uh, Lizzo, no. Actually, right now, I'm very much... You guys are going to get it posted. You'll get an opportunity to access it. But I've been listening to Grenada Carnival, um, Vinci Carnival, Barbados Carnival, and just kind of getting ready for that pace, that jab feeling on the road. Mm-hmm. Gel made us a... Uh, a jab promo, promo mix. Not a road mix. Not a road mix. Um, he's, he made us that promo mix. So, um, yeah, we're gonna, that's pretty much it. We'll be out there. That's what I've been listening to anyway. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now our word for, 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 uh, this week, Mm -hmm. this week, um, extremely busy week, extremely stressful week. Um, but one of the things that somebody told me by the name of Nilo um, one time. It I, was me? When I was going through a lot of things. Wow, he's going to spit this back to me right now. Is whenever you're going through something and it becomes overwhelming, uh, how do you eat an elephant? And one bite at a time. It's one bite at a time. And anytime I think that I'm going to be overwhelmed or there's too much to, to, to go through or there's so much happening, uh, I realized that if I just take one chew, one bite at a time, just just two weeks ago, I was overwhelmed with so much stuff going on. And, uh, you know, with that and the help of friends and the help of, of, of the, my unit, my team around me mm-hmm. and people that love me and people that um, are there. Sometimes you have people, sometimes you don't. But you you got to go one just two weeks ago, I was overwhelmed. One, so one piece at a time. That's yeah. that's what you got to do. So if you're going with one bite at a time, you notice that you start making more headway than you'd ever imagined. Yeah. Um, my therapist used to tell me that I pile all of my molehills up to make a mountain. Wow. It's like, oh wow, you piled all those molehills up to make a mountain. <laughs> that's like, oh. And even that is is a profound statement. Yeah. So you look at things, and, and yeah, when you look at the big picture, there's a lot going on in all our lives. There's yeah. a lot happening, and sometimes we feel like we're all alone. Um, a lot of people get mad at our church and the officials from our church because they're going through a lot of things, and there are four hundred plus people that that, that go to church, mm-hmm. and. There aren't as many staff members or volunteers that are qualified to help these people. Mm-hmm. So that on an individual basis, you feel like you're all alone because there's so many people going through their problems that there's nobody there to even ask you, hey, how's your problem? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? So what ends up happening in the end is you become resentful of the people in your core unit around you. Right. So, like, these people don't care about me. With the mercury and retrograde thing and and people going through tons, we tend to burn a lot of bridges during these times because we're going through so much and it becomes overwhelming. So the thought process is take it, take a deep breath, remember who you are, 
Remember what you're going through. Never forget. And keep, in, keep on going one step, one beat at a time. That's the word. Okay. Thank you for that. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here on the Black Multiverse Theory Podcast. Thank you, everyone. This was episode 16. Episode 16. We're still growing, so bear with us. You know, we've had a bumpy teens right now, but I have a feeling we're going to smooth out once our 20s uh, reach us. And once again, just so that everybody knows, those people that are in Instagram land, Facebook land, social Mm -hmm. media land, we are running a live show. This is just the recording of the podcast. The actual edited version comes out later on in the week where you can listen to as many um, things as you want, driving in your car, at work. Mm-hmm. Those are the best times to get them. They're edited. There's music. There's a there's all types of things that, that you get mm-hmm. listening to it after. Right now, what you're watching and seeing is the live podcast. Right. So we are talking to people live on our Instagram and our Facebook. As we're going, right. As we're going along. So, yeah, that's it. And when you want to listen to us, you can also catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast. We have Pocket Podbean, Radio Public, and of course, we're also on Stitcher. Stitcher. So catch us at any of those places. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next week. That's my favorite episode, number 17. Okay. So we'll see you then. See you then, everyone. Good night. Good night.